Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast. It is episode number 204. Woo! Love it. Woo-woo-woo. <laughs> Amazing, Jim. Yeah. I'm so glad you've joined us. I love that you are, um, you're, uh, I was going to say, conquering COVID. <laughs> well, that's what, I'm, that's, that's what I'm calling it, anyhow. He loves being an overcomer. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You're overcoming this one. Yep. But and you, this too shall pass, that's right? right? Yep. Absolutely. You're looking more healthy and more sparkly every time we see you. You're, it's, the life is coming back, and we're glad you're here. <laughs> Sorry for laughing, you guys, but the listeners, but we, we get to see his face. So it's, he's making faces at us. I am, make, I am definitely making faces. Yep. Last week, I just loved our direction and talking about um, the power of God, but just abiding in God and just that journey that that there's going to be a dimension of knowing God yeah. that is coming to this world that's going to be out of necessity. And if we don't put our hope in God, it has to be Him personally, yeah. because at the end of the day, it, that's all that that's who we're going to trust. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, and I go back, you know, several episodes, and it's it's kind of, you know, one of those um, threads within the tapestry of, you know, peace. And what we we don't want to do, you know, in the season that we find ourselves in is fall into a place of panic. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, or that sense of feeling, you know, alone and Mm -hmm. what do I do and where do I go? What direction, what path? Aimless, just aimless. And so, you know, in these past few episodes, just really helping people, Mm -hmm. you know, to step into this um, mutual relationship, vibrant of of giving and receiving life. And And as you're saying, Audrey, Abiding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll never forget, and man, this was like 75, 76. I was, uh, I, I was in a conference, and you know, I was real fortunate. The, the place where I went to Bible college was, was like really the premier spirit-filled Bible college, maybe in the whole world at that time. Wow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because there weren't hardly there, any. There, was not, there wasn't very um, much of that going on in 1975. And really, the, most of the Bible colleges that were out there just basically taught topics. They mm. didn't teach the Bible, they didn't teach language and all that kind of stuff. So I, I considered myself really blessed and fortunate to be in this, in this particular school. <clears throat> I didn't agree with them doctrinally. They, you know, doctrinally, they were off the wall in so many areas, but <clears throat> but you still learn language, you you still learn the Bible. You study the Bible more than you study topics. Mm. But uh, so, so we were having a conference, and man, there were some guys in. I'm telling you, they were they were magical preachers. You know what I mean? Uh, they were they were the cream of the crop back in those days, and and uh, so I can't. I don't really remember everything this particular uh, preacher was preaching about, but he was he was preaching from the Book of Daniel. He started. He started describing how in Daniel, Daniel saw all of these predators that represented all all of the kingdoms of the world that would emerge from that point in history all the way to the Antichrist. And I'm telling you, if you really look at that for what it shows and what it reveals and you don't try to blow it up and make it you know, hyper-spiritual and all that kind of stuff, I tell you that that is an insight into world history that 
every believer should wow. know. Wow. Wow. So, but but what's really interesting is is one by one God shows to Daniel these horrific uh, nations and he shows the characteristics of the leaders of these nations based on animals, you know, leopards and mm. lions and 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 so they were all horrifying. And you know, he finally gets down to he he finally gets down to a, a one beast that there's not even a name for it. There is there is no such beast in all of the world. There's nothing as cruel or as or as wicked or are murderous as this particular beast, and it's, a, it's Antichrist. And I, I, I won't. T- I'm not hit on all my cylinders today, so I won't tell this as clearly <laughs> and effectively as I normally would. But one of the points that that this guy made, I'm telling you, this is this has stuck with me my whole Christian life. Hmm. He said, uh, he said, you know, <clears throat> Daniel looked, and, and 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 man, he saw that first horrifying beast. He could have looked away. He could have closed his eyes. He could have closed his heart up to God. So this is too scary. I don't want to see it. But he kept looking, and and then what came next was a worse beast. You know, a worse animal. But he kept looking, and and what came next <sighs> was something worse and so more frightening. But he just kept looking. Wow. And eventually. Because he didn't stop looking, eventually he saw stone cut out without hands that God Himself, you know, cut out and used to crush that last beast. That that was the, the, the you know the consummation of everything that wicked man is. And you know, man, I tell you, I, 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 that's where I developed one of my life philosophies: is you don't stop looking. Until mm. you see God in the situation, you see where wow. God's going to appear in the situation. Wow, that's profound. It is. That is so profound. Huh. Well, remember, that's also one of the things that I don't always use that story. But remember, that's one of the things that we teach people in heart physics. If you get in your yes. heart zone and you don't like what you see, then it's not the real you. You just keep, keep looking, looking until you, you see who God says you are. Yes. Don't, don't yes. stop because you see some version of you that you have created uh, to satisfy the world around you or the people whose approval you're trying to earn. Keep looking mm. until you see the hand, the he stone cut out looking. without hands. In other words, but I mean that takes so much courage. Something yes. that God Himself made yes. you, you know, to be. Now, <clears throat> and so, you know, our tendency is the minute we see something frightening, uh, yeah relating to it as adults because you know we, we were talking before we came on here just about children and you know there's yeah. there's so many dimensions to being childlike that we could mm-hmm. we could do an entire series on mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. being childlike but mm-hmm. one of the thing one of the first things that happens as an adult and I don't know what age this starts in life I don't remember I've studied all this stuff I just don't remember but you know we start at a certain point uh, and life instead of saying, what is this I'm seeing and what does it mean? And, it, uh, and, and actually keep ourselves open to, we come to a place to where we feel like we have to actually pass a judgment. We have to define what we're seeing based on what we have been taught and what we've experienced up to that oh, point in life. 
based on everything that we've almost yeah. got this filter now that we have to, it has to go through. So, you know, as adults, it's not our natural tendency that when something comes, you just look and you just hmm. wait because you have this confidence that God's going to, wow. that God's going to show up. You have this confidence that there's a solution. Uh, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, uh, uh, uh you know, being paralyzed with fear. I'm not talking about uh, being afraid to act. I'm just talking about looking at life and going, you know something? Mm. God shows up. God shows up and he shows up in a way that, you know, without hands, without the help of anything natural, God shows up and overcomes everything, everything that the world tries to, you know, to throw in our path. But our tendency is, is to look away or start looking to understand or start looking to pass judgments or start looking to see how this fits with our theology because we're really not abiding in God himself. We're abiding mm. in our theology of God. We're abiding in our ideology of God. And so, <clears throat> so unlike Daniel, but also even unlike the little child that sets up and looks at something you know, that, that we would immediately judge frightening, mm -hmm. many mm -hmm. times the child doesn't because the child just looks up and they wait to see, to see what's going to happen or they wait to see what's mm -hmm. coming next. Or even better, you know, you know I, was, I was talking <laughs> last week about my friend Richard Parrish, you know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, you know, my brother, even though my brother and I had such a difficult, conflicting relationship, I mean, me and my brother... Uh, we were we were like we we were like uh, you know uh, uh, Jacob and and you know and and his brothers. It was like we were yeah. just born for adversity. So we right. we always had adversity, but we always still had that loyalty that brothers will will have to each other. You know, uh, one day uh, uh, I was I was. Uh, my brother had to stay in after school, and we had to go sell papers that day. Mm -hmm. And so I just killed time, and, and, and I went up to the schoolyard to, uh, uh, so me and him could head into town, go to the paper office, get our newspapers, go sell them. Well, <clears throat> there was a guy there that had failed about four times. You know, he was he was <laughs> he was two years older than my brother, probably, and so he saw me out there outside of school and I don't remember why I don't know what his issue was but but he just decided he was gonna beat me up whoa and so uh and so uh you know I was standing my ground as much as I could for a little guy you know <laughs> and you know I never even saw it coming but it's like suddenly the the, the side door to the school pushed open and I'm telling you, my brother was out that door like a flash, and he beat the daylights out of that guy. And, and you know, he was sitting inside school in detention, and he just told the teacher, got to go, and <laughs> took off running out yeah. the door. And, you know, um, I, I, wow. I, I created a picture, a mental picture. You know, when I started reading about Psalms 91, about abiding under the shadow of the Most High. Do you remember those chick tracks back in the in the 70s? Did y'all ever see those? Mm -hmm. No. Uh, I can't believe you didn't see them. They were, they so were what did like you say, chick vines? Chick, chick tracks. Chick tracks. <laughs> what 
What's a chick track? I don't know. <laughs> Jim, Jim, maybe you're older than us. What's what's up? We don't know what a chick track is. Well, the earliest tracks that were used in street ministry that were really effective were chick tracks. Huh. Because they use artistry and things that would be really, really uh, like cl- dramatic? clear messaging yeah. to the hippies and the people that were yeah. on the streets back I in those na- days. I now I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, they had the co- I, they had the coolest tracks in the world. Yeah, but I didn't know that that's what they were called. Yeah, well, <laughs> I call I call them cartoons. Yeah, they're called chick tracks. Okay, because chick gotcha. chick was the company that made them. Okay, oh, they uh, okay. yeah they actually even made little booklets. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. So mm-hmm. in my mind, I had a chick track, and, and in this chick track. It was like I would I, I would see this you know this guy would be coming up to me that was going to beat me up, and there would be a big long shadow, and that shadow would be my brother. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, standing yeah. there, and this guy just did not realize he had just walked into the shadow <laughs> of somebody that was way more fierce than I was or, the, or than he was. Yeah, and so. So, you know, children, they can. I mean, I understand children get messed up these days early because of abuse and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, children can very easily set in the feeling of confidence and that feeling of strength and that feeling of protection. Mm-hmm. That, and, and, you know, Psalm 91, you know, we just get way... We don't, we don't know how to, how to blend the, the literal realities of Psalm 91 uh, along with the conceptual, you know, realities. And mm-hmm. Psalm 91, you're talking about a person that that has this sense of I you know, I'm just I'm just doing what I'm doing. I'm totally at ease. I'm really not looking and trying to figure out everything that's going on around me because you see this big shadow that that, that is yes. cast over me that keeps wow. me out of the heat. Uh, well, this shadow right here is, is my heavenly father wow. saying, you know, I will never leave you. I will never fail you. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you. I will always be right here to take care of you. And the thing is, the little child just says, oh, okay. You know, now as adults, <laughs> that's not what we do. As adults, it's like, well, what I got, what, what I got, what is it going to cost me? What I got to do, what, what I got to do to keep you here? What I got to do to keep I, you happy? Do I have a guarantee that it's going to trust? Like, yeah, I got you, a guarantee? Will you, will you put it? this in writing? Oh, yeah, did, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm not talking about the Bible. I know you already put it right in the Bible. I'm talking about, can you kind of write this out as a guarantee somewhere else, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> but, but you know, the, the, the childlike faith is a faith that says, okay, you said you'd be here. You said you would not abandon me. You said you wouldn't leave me. So I'm just going to play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you said that, I thought that is literally the best picture to just see of where we need to be in our world today. Like in the times that we live in today, we need to be childlike to see that shadow that you don't want to mess with me because... I really know him. Like yep. he's mine and I trust him. I'm not questioning him. If it I'm I'm just gonna say, okay, God, if you say you protect me, I'm just gonna say, okay. Thank you. You know, and I think I am not uh I'm not I'm adding to what you said. I'm not changing yeah. what you said. But you know, <clears throat> with little children, you don't even you don't even get up and try to explain to your enemies why they better no. leave you alone. 
You know, yeah. you don't even get up. You don't even give them any attention because they need no attention. They're not worthy of attention. You know, it is. It's just what they're doing is of such a little concern <laughs> to you that you don't have a need to explain it to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're focused on the plane. Like you, you, you said that. You know, oh, that's their well. I just going to go ahead and play because yeah, that's not going to get me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and how many times do we just have to, in order for me to enjoy God, I have to enjoy life. Like not that life is always perfect, but my attitude towards life is that this is mine to enjoy. This is the gift that God's given me to enjoy. And until I'm enjoying it, that's when I really begin communing with him because his presence is there with me when I work, but also when I play, like playing in his presence is just such an important childlike attribute as well. Yep. is that we can have that playful heart that we don't have to question everything. Like you just said, Jim, you know, don't even give the enemies that attention. But you know, we, we, ha- as adults, we have been totally, uh, brainwashed into, uh, conditional love, conditional acceptance, mm. uh, and I'm not even saying the people that did it meant for it to come out. Sometimes they were just teaching us to accountability, but they didn't know how to do it. They would teach us accountability that 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 didn't. You know, we get this idea: I wander off a path, then I don't deserve God's protection anymore. I don't right, you know, or, right. Or, or whatever. And so, at the end of the day, that comes down to. Uh, uh, a con- conditionality that comes down to conditional mm. love, conditional protection. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I, I'm not sure how far, you know, I will go in this. I ta- I've talked about this for years, so it's not like I'm hiding anything. But, but uh, you know, when I went through some of the most life-threatening periods of time, the real truth is uh, based on religion, I I had no reason to believe that God was still with me, or that mm. God would protect me. As a matter of fact, you know, I I, I was getting every, every time I used to go out of the country, back in the back in the eighties and nineties, uh, there would be groups of people that would send me prophecies saying, "You will never come back alive." And, and uh, you know, they would look at a personal failure that happened years before in my life, and they would always cite that as the fact that I did not deserve. You did deserve this, uh, right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people would call me sometimes. They would say, what, what you know, you go into all these countries doing these crusades. What makes you think that you deserve God's protection? I said, I never, I never said I deserved it. I, it's yeah. just going to be there because because yeah. I'm in Jesus. If Jesus is yeah. there, then uh, God is there, and I'm in Him. He's in me, and 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 it's amazing, you know. The church is so defeated that sometimes the closest thing to victory that people can have is comparing themselves to somebody else. And if and if I can, if At least I can, I'm not as bad as you. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, if I can make it where your stink is worse than my stink, yeah, then I can feel yeah. a little bit better about me and how right. I, and how I smell. You know, you know, you right, know, right, at right. the moment. And so and so, all all of this is just out there. You know, even in, uh, there was a church here in our town for years that their theme was um, love something and forgiveness. Uh, Love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Mm, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really interesting is like they were the most 
critical, brutal, judgmental, cruel church I ever, almost ever, ever knew. But yet their whole theme was love, acceptance, and forgiveness. But what that, re- you know, what that really meant was love and acceptance and forgiveness if we like you. <laughs> or love and acceptance and forgiveness if you don't make us mad. Right, and, right. And, and, and it just, uh, anyhow, I could go miles off and I won't go too far. But, but I want to kind of come back to this thing. When, when you started wanting to talk about children, I guess, see, from the beginning of this conversation, I've had this mental, this very clear mental picture in my head mm-hmm. that probably wouldn't make sense to anybody else. But when I think about, you know, we started from this whole scripture of talking about how that, uh, how that the spirit of a man will sustain him through his infirmity, but a, mm-hmm. but a wounded or broken spirit who can bear. Mm-hmm. And we, just, and we start, so, you know, we started talking about what does that mean? What, what is the mm-hmm. spirit? Well, all that word spirit means is breathe. Right. And so, you know, and people can go back through these previous these previous podcasts, but we start talking about, okay, what, what does that mean? Well, yes. it's, a, it's giving you a picture of something that is beyond explanation. It's right. Because, because all you have to do is live, to live is keep breathing. That's yeah. it. Because yeah. as long as you're breathing, you're feeding every life interaction in every part of your physical body. Well, it's mm-hmm. the same way. It's the same way when we harmonize with God. It's like we sync our breathing up with His, and, and He is breathing His life into every emotional and spiritual aspect of, of of our being. You know that gives us life. So, so the picture that I've had from the from the very first sentence that we started talking about this is I just have a picture of a, it's like I have a picture that's kind of got their head down, not in defeat, but because they're doing something. And so like they're sitting in this room and they're doing something and a whirlwind is going on all around them. And they're not even distracted enough to to look up to see what the whirlwind's about. They're, they're just staying where they are. They're just breathing. You know what I mean? They're just doing what they're doing and breathing. So, you know, when I think about uh, uh, Jesus saying, I will never abandon you. I will never leave you as an orphan. You know, that, that gets into so many multidimensional concepts of what an orphan feels like when they're adopted and, and maybe for the first mm-hmm. time having protection in, in, in their in their life, you know, protection from the, from the wicked and, and those that, who would harm them. And so, you know, the only thing that's changed in my mental picture is now instead of an adult sitting there in the middle of a whirlwind, just doing whatever he's doing, not even looking up, looking around. Man, I, I'm telling you, that, that's when you're immovable. It's when you, yeah. you don't even need to look up and look around and see what's <laughs> that's going on. That's the ultimate. That is the ultimate. Yeah. It's like, I don't even have to see what this is. Like, I, I, that is ultimate uh, safety, ultimate security. And so, the, you know, the picture, only thing that's changed in this picture is now it's not an adult. Now it's just a child, a child mm. who doesn't have the theology, a child who doesn't have the mm. life experience, a child who mm. has nothing except the fact that someone, they trusted someone that said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake, forsake you. You know, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you and leave you unprotected. Mm. You know, you will always be under my shadow. You will always be covered by my strength. You'll always, 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 I will always be there for you. And so now you got, the only difference is you got a little child 
And stop and think about that passage of Scripture. Thousands shall fall at my right hand. Mm. Uh, th- uh, thousands shall fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand. But it, sh- it won't even come near me. I mean, just imagine you're, you're just there and you're just sitting there and, and people all around you are falling like flies. And you don't even need to look up to cut, to evaluate the situation because, you know, you know what? Uh, uh, this don't apply to me. And if yeah. something comes up that does apply to me, my Lord is going to lead me into whatever mm-hmm. direction and whatever steps I've got to make. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. I, you know, <clears throat> I love when my heart gets engaged with these things that we can't explain. Yeah. I love, I'll tell you right now, you know, I'm just overflowing with yeah. with praise to God and with a sense yeah. of connection to God. But, I, but at yeah. the same time, I know that what I just said means nothing mm-hmm. unless the hearer says, I'm going to have that for myself. And, 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 you know, I'm not exactly sure exactly how I'm going to get to that to that connection with God where I'm going to get that open, that honest, that vulnerable. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know, what, you know, but I know, I know I'm going to start where I am and where I'm going to end up is in this immovable place of confidence, in this yes. place where I'm strong in spirit, where all I'm really doing yes. is breathing with God. That's all, that, that's all I'm really doing is staying in harmony with God. And and everything else is out of my uh, out of my jurisdiction. It's out of my realm. Mm. <laughs> I love it. I have all kinds of images and stories and references as well, just rumbling through, and I r- quite enjoy it. Uh, one one of them is that I am the apple of his eye. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Have me, he's <laughs> he's got his eye on me. You know, just I am. The apple of his eye. A- another reference is, uh, you know, Mary and Martha. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's two different, you know, responses to his presence. Yeah. And Mary, Jesus says, she has chosen the better, and it won't be taken away from, from her. Yeah. You know, with all the distractions and quote preparations that need to be made, you know, this was her choice. Yeah. And this is. This is the invitation as well. We've talked in, you know, in times past, you know, about early childhood development. And it really comes back to this place of that heart language, you know, where you connect as an infant and a newborn, you know, seeing eye to eye and that and no words are spoken. There's no cognitive thinking. Yeah. But there's that connection. I'm safe with you. You see, and... They, they take their first breath. I, that is so profound. From one moment to the next, they take their first breath. And, and they're being held and recognizing face-to-face, eye-to-eye, I'm safe with you. And so this, I, I think, Jim, this is exactly what you're you know, wanting to describe. And again, this is what I want more than anything. And I think uh, that was the heart of Mary. Oh yeah, I, Lord, I want to be here more than anything. You know, uh, for about the last week, I just I just awakened, you know, in the night, thinking about particular types of scriptures, and you know, you know, I think about starting with when when God told Abram to go you know, to the promised land. 
And of course, he got there 25 years late. You know, he didn't go exactly when God told him to go. He made a stop along the way where he stayed until his father finally died. And <clears throat> so, so, so Abraham ends up 25, I think it's 25 years late in the promised land. But even though he's, even though he's off track, even though he's not where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there, God's mm -hmm. like, we can make this work, but there's just one thing you can't do. Don't go to Egypt. Now, <clears throat> you look mm -hmm. over the years at the many, many times when kings of Israel would would be facing monumental challenges from other kingdoms that were more mighty than they were. And God would say, listen, we got this covered. You got yourself into this, but we got you covered. Just don't make an alliance with Egypt or with the Midianites mm -hmm. or, you know, or with Babylon yeah. or with Assyria. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, o over the years, I mean, the general concept you find over in the Psalms where it says, you know, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of our God. So, you know, you, you know there's a general concept of God saying the issue is not that you're, that you're going to make an alliance with, with your enemies. The issue is that by making this alliance with these enemies, you are going to put your hope in their strength. And wow. you know the American church. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. That, that one. That one just. That was a good one. That was. All the, because you're connecting then again to a sense of lack. Yep. You know, in and of myself. You know, I move into that 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 place of am I worthy enough? Yep. Am I have I done enough? You know. And can I really trust the Lord, or will I trust, I really this trust enemy? Him? Because I'm going to put some hope in their strength mm -hmm. to help me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, that, you. I, I mean, there, a whole book could be written around this. I'm, I'm yeah. telling wow. you. <clears throat> so you, you you realize that the thing that enslaved Israel over and over again was that no matter how many times God delivered them, every time they got into a new situation, instead of just abiding in that place, you know, and staying connected to God until they had a sense of what to do. The first thing they did was they looked up and looked around and said, who will, who will deliver me? Who can I trust? Who's stronger you know, than my enemies? Who am I going to rely on? Now, mm -hmm. now I'm going to tell you something. I, this is going to be a slap in the face of a lot of people, but, but the, the American church has been a harlot to God my whole life and, and, and probably most of the life of this nation because we have jumped into bed with the wicked. We have made alliances with other countries. Even and, and individual believers have put their hopes into getting certain people elected or, you know, or getting certain laws passed. I'm not saying there's, there's no validity to that, but I'm telling you that uh, American believers have learned to look to everything they can find in their natural strength, every place they can look to make an alliance rather than turn their heart to God and say, okay, God, I'm just going to breathe with you here. I'm, I'm going to stay in harmony with you. I'm going to, I'm going to abide in you and, and you and I are going to share and, and we're going to, you know, we're going to talk and we're going to commune. And I know that I'll know where to go. I don't have to lift my head up from anything that, I, that you and I are doing right now. I don't have to figure out who's going to be my ally and who's going to deliver me because you 
are my deliverance. You are my source. You are my strength. And, and, and I, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to tell you, I don't, I know a lot of good people that, you know, they will talk about trusting God, but the truth is, you know, they got some kind of plan that they're trusting. They got some kind mm-hmm. of alliance that they're going to trust. They got mm-hmm. some kind of program mm-hmm. that they're going to trust. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the real, Or idea yeah. or possibility of how they're going to make it work. Yeah. And so the, 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 the whole real concept of trusting God and nothing else is absolutely foreign to this mm-hmm. generation of believers. We've always... We've always got another plan. We've always got a law to protect us or, you know, or, or we got a group to protect us or something. And so the real truth is, we, you know, when the storm comes, the first thing we do is take our eyes off God and start looking to other resources to make alliances with other resources. And our heart just gets conditioned to trust everything but God and call it God. Hmm. And, and ultimately, our human strength. Go ahead, Bob. And this is where that fear and that force will move you, yeah. maybe in the right direction, but you'll make a wrong alliance. Yeah. And the wrong power. Right. You'll trust. Some yeah. trust in chariots, some trust in horses. Right. You, you see? Yeah. Where will my defense come from? Where will my yes. ability yes. You know, come from? And uh, But will we trust? Yeah. And exchange love value. He's the one that I really do trust. He he, and it goes back into the the truth of my identity. Me and him, and him and me. And and you know, trust is developed. It's not a gift. Faith, you know, the Bible talks about the gift of faith. Well, there is there is a gift of faith that says everybody has the capacity for the same level of faith. Everybody has the has the has the yes. latent potential to, for the face to raise the dead, yeah. open blind eyes, to do yeah. everything that Jesus did. We yeah. have that gift of faith. Mm-hmm. But interesting thing about gifts is gifts are something that exists in potential until we start stepping out and putting them in, into application. Wow! And when we start, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like it's like prophecy. I mean, it's like any gift. You know, we see this in the Bible. We see that Christ is in us. We're in him. We see that we're one together with him. We see that the Bible says that all the gifts, you know, are, are, are in us. And But at some point, you have to step out and say, okay, what does that feel like for me to do this mm-hmm. in real life? Right, what is this right. really like to put this into practice in real life? And so the gift the gifting part of it. And really, remember, that word gift is the word charisma, charisma, grace. It is the grace of God, and grace is a power that works from your heart, but it doesn't work independent of your decisions, independent of you trusting God, independent of you trusting God in, in, in that situation. So, so in, in every situation, we have got to learn how to live and move and walk in these things uh, for ourselves and see what these look like in real life so that when these times come, you know, you know I, I think I've told you this story a lot, man. I used, when I used to take preachers on crusades with me in other countries and, you know, there'd be communists trying to kill us. There'd be witch doctors trying to kill us. All this craziness going on, you know. So it's, it comes time to go to bed. I can't even tell you how many times this happened. You'd hear witch doctors off in the distance. 
chanting and chanting curses on us. And, and they'd say, so, so, so what, what are we going to do? And I said, uh, well, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to put the pillow over my head. And they said, you're going to put the pillow over your head. Why? Because you're scared? And I said, no, because I don't want all that hollering and screaming they're doing with the devil down there to keep me awake. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sleep. Said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I, I've told this story a lot of times. I was I was in Honduras, and we were doing this crusade. And, and on the hill behind me, a whole row of witch doctors showed up. And man, they had on the big long wooden mask and fe- you know feathers and all this kind of stuff. Well, the people in the congregation down here could see them, and man, they panicked because they were scared to death that these witch doctors were going to put curses on all of us. And you know they were—that's what they were doing there. They were, they were there doing their magic to put a curse on me, so I'd die right there in front of those people. And so, uh, man, my translator said. Do you know what's going on up there? I said, yeah, I know what's going on. He said, well, what are we going to do about it? I said, I'm doing something about it. He said, what do you mean you're doing something? I said, I'm preaching the gospel. <laughs> yeah, what? what? <laughs> These people believe the gospel, then, then the power of that in their life is over. But the right. thing is, my ability to be in those situations and be immovable and not have to even look up you know, up, up away from what I'm doing. Not even have to take my attention yeah, off right. of preaching the God. And that's what I told him. I said, if any one of you start rebuking the devil, I will kick you off this platform and you'll never work with me again. So yeah. you keep your attention on what we're doing. We're here preaching mm-hmm. the gospel and ministering yeah. to these people. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, but I, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I didn't get that kind of confidence uh, the first time out of the shoot. Yeah. You know, you walk in this stuff, you apply this stuff, you mm-hmm. you 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 you, you, know, you you faithful in little things, and then you understand how to be faithful in big things, and so mm-hmm. so it's one of those things. This this is just this is the way of life that you decide, mm-hmm. and once you decide it, God empowers it. God then the grace can start to manifest from your heart to bring it to pass in your life, and I'm telling you. Uh, uh, you know, you get down the road a little bit and you don't even recognize that you're the same person that started this path, you know, all these years before. Mm-hmm. When you talk about confidence, you've often helped me understand the difference between self-confidence and self-worth and self-image. And, and um, self-confidence is not something that's just automatic. That's the confidence. You know, the self-worth, we can choose that that's who we are in Jesus, our self-image to see ourselves as he sees us. But confidence only can be ex- done, developed over experience. Yeah. You know, the more I do something, the more I did it this time, it's under my belt. The, under this time, it's under my belt. Uh-huh. And then those <clears throat> things just grow your confidence. And, and that grows our trust. Yeah. Well, people forget that self-confidence is not a uh, it is not a uh, carnal trust in yourself. Self-confidence no. is a fruit of the spirit. Yeah, it is something that con- that that you trust because the spirit of God is in you, because the grace yeah. of God is working in you. Yes, you know that that's the heart of Christ in me, the hope of glory. I, I'm you know I'm not expecting to manifest the view and opinion of God just because i got confidence in me. I'm believing to express and manifest you know, the view and the opinion of God because I've got confidence of the fact that Christ is in me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's mm-hmm. the power of essential heart physics. 
You yes. spend 30 days just dealing with the issue that Christ is in you, and that is your basis yes. of hope. Yes, yes. Yes, it's not me. I on my walk just this morning, you guys, I was like sometimes I can get caught up in just understanding, like just I love understanding and I love wisdom and I can my train of thought can go there of just, you know, putting off and putting on and just understanding more and more. But today I got there and I said, I don't want to think about that, Jesus. I just want to think yeah. about you. And I just want to think about what your names mean. Like I want to just yeah. all my emphasis, all my attention is on who you are. I don't need to, un- I, I, I sort of, you know, sent away the whole, I dealt with my dreams for a minute because I had some wild dreams last night. And then I just said, and you know what? I don't want to think about those dreams for the next half hour on this nope. walk. I just want to think about you. Nope. You know, sometimes we just got to get down to that la- that ground level. Guess what? Your names mean everything to me. Yep. The fact that you're my father for real mm-hmm. means I do get to be childlike because I have a dad that no one wants to mess with. Yep. And, and I know how I love my kids. And, you know, to this day, no matter what they do in behavior wise, there's no way that I am a hundred percent loving them, protecting them, you know, doing everything I can to, to cover them. And that's how our dad is with us. He's just like, yeah. she's mine. Don't mess with her because she's mine. Yeah. And resting in that he's my father. Wow. You know, my, my uncle, the one bright spot in my life as a child, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of interesting. He never one time in his whole life ever said he loved me. Never one time. But I felt what we know to be all of the attributes of love with him. Hmm. Like I, I never have with any, you know, with any uh, relationship of that type. Well, what's interesting is that, you know, uh, Jesus never said, I love you. Hmm. But, but out of the interaction, see what I had with my uncle, it was an interaction. It was, you know, he proved time after time after time that his word was always good. Uh, sometimes good, sometimes bad, you know, because whenever he told me there would be consequences to something, there were consequences. Not mm-hmm. brutal consequences, you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah. you, you know, if your word is not good on the consequences, then your word ain't good on the promises. And so, you know, my, my uncle was one of those. If he told me, if he said, you be on the, out on the front porch at 4 o'clock, I'll be there. I'm going to be out on that front porch at 4 o'clock because I know at 4 o'clock he's going to be there. And so he never let me down, never one time ever let me down on any promise that he ever made to me. Anytime he ever gave his word to me, I did not need to hear the words, I love you. I needed to experience love in a way that superseded, you know, anything that's going on out here in this realm. Well, you know, that's kind of the way it is with Jesus. You know, I'm, I'm, I tell God that I love him. I tell Jesus that I love him. But at the same time, uh, man, Kylie, y'all know how I am. Uh, uh, he, the real truth is I don't need to tell him I love him. And the real truth is, he doesn't need to tell me that he loves me. I'm glad that he does. But what we need is that in the way that we connect to each other and rely on each other and trust in each other's commitments and words has to be an expression of, the, mm. of how 
precious and valuable that yes. relationship. That's what love is. Is value, how precious mm-hmm. and valuable that is. Because I got I got news for you. You know when you're when you're boy in these death these death blow situations like I've been in so many times. Sitting there and I, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love. You. That's not what we're talking about. That is not what we're talking about. We're sitting there where you are just breathing with God. You are one with God. Everything that you have experienced with him up to this point says his word is good. His promise is good. He's never let you down. He's not going to let you down this time. And, uh, you know, again, we're calling to people to participate in something that is a life experience, not, you know, not a, some occasional momentary uh episodic miraculous kind of kind of things you know miracles don't make miracles do not make you consistently and confidently trust god it's walking with god Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's a in this illustration that i have is there's it's that it's a jim carrey movie and the movie is liar or liar liar or something like that and and it's a story of a of a he's he's a lawyer that's you know consumed Correct. with his job, yeah. and um, going through the pains of divorce. But he constantly is telling his son, "I love you, I love you, son, I love you, son." Yeah, but he never shows up. Yeah, he's never there. I'll be there, son. He's not there. And so and. And this is where God is so truthful. He is so faithful because not only does he tell me he loves me, but he's so faithful. He always shows up. Yeah. He's always there. Yeah. He, he'll, he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Yeah. And so, you know, for you, Jim, in the same way, you know, had, had uh, you know, that uncle said, you know, I, I love you, Jim, but never showed up. He would have been no different than my alcoholic father. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But, and so his love was expressed in a way that it meant the world to you. Yep. Yeah. Security and safety. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, feeling safe with each other, that's to me one of the most ultimate expressions of love. Oh, yeah. Because I find that in the end, most even husbands and wives at the bedrock are actually afraid of each other. Yeah. And that's why they're acting the way they do, because they're scared and they start controlling. Yeah. But if we are truly safe with each other and secure with each other, that is actual love. Absolutely. Even when I do have a bad day, I, I, I'm going to love you. You know, you, you know that's, yeah. I probably feel the most loved by God when I don't deserve him to be with me. And yet he picks me up and carries me and says, it's okay, we're yeah. going to do this. God is so loving mm-hmm. in that way, the way he proves his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what we do with that whole childlike thing, you know, to bring it full circle is that, When a child messes up, you know, a good dad will pick them up and say, it's okay, let's go this way. We're going to heal the wounds and we're going to move on. And that child trusts their dad. And, you know, we as believers are called to trust in our Father in Heaven in a way that's very pure. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah. I I, I was going to say another word and it didn't come out, so I didn't... That's okay. (laughs) But I I want to go to this place of abide. Mm Mm-hmm. The 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 uh, the shadow, you know that. Hey, I've got your back. I'm I'm there, you know. And 
we we experience a power of vigor, a vitality. You know, there's a colorness, colorfulness, you know, to our life. And what I've witnessed, you know, with within um, the church is that they're they're quite anemic because they're looking for others they're looking for that chariot they're looking for that horse horseman they're looking for that alliance with someone else that will bring a strength to my life that I don't ha- and they're and they're missing the relationship that they can truly have themselves mm-hmm. with the living god mm-hmm. I think we said almost all you can say about that what do you think I, think, I, think I was just did. thinking the same thing. I thought, you know what? This is a great way to just leave this in your hearts as you're listening and just say, I want to be like those, you know, just ending it with that Matthew 18, unless you become like children, you won't enter the kingdom. And last week we talked about those 10 virgins being ready and, and keeping their, their, their oil. And today we're saying, wow, just depend on God and trust in him as, mm-hmm. as your father. Mm-hmm. Thanks mm-hmm. so much, Jim. I really you, appreciated yes. that. You just poured your heart out to us, and I heard it, and I felt that most people don't feel safe and secure, but when you're throwing a situation, that some, but if something is sustaining us inwardly, <laughs> that's what's going to sustain us, what's happening to us inwardly, not outwardly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you connect, if I can say that, as you experience, as you know him, you'll experience that power and that vigor and that vitality. You know, the color in in your life will begin to come back. I love it's that we're dwelling beautiful. in that secret place of the Most High. Mm. Thanks, Jim. Thank I you. I love you. We love you, listeners, and we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks for joining Have us. Have a great week. Bye-bye.